Just before we let you go, just the last one, just want to get a quick comment from you on Nigel Ben coming back yeah. in inverted commas. We're actually not covering it. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what the interest is more broadly, yeah. but I just want to get your take on it, especially as someone who works closely with the Board of Control who aren't involved in this. Uh, I have too much respect for Nigel Ben to criticise him. He's his own man, he's a legend. He knows what he's doing. If you ask me whether I think he should be doing it, the answer is no. Um, but again, I have that much respect for him that there must be a reason that he's doing it. I don't believe he's doing it for the money. So, you know, he may want to do it for enjoyment or for fitness or whatever. But I don't, is it Sakio Bika? Is that? It hasn't been announced yet. I think it's tomorrow, but yeah. I like that fight. I think he's too fresh. He's still very dangerous. And he's, you know, I, I, I'm not mad on this full stop. I think Ben's had a wonderful career. Nigel is a lovely man. You know, obviously we support him and Connor. And I will support him whatever he does. I'd rather he wasn't doing it, but he's his own man. Brilliant. Well, we really appreciate your time. We look forward to watching the rest of the workout. Now, time to uh, talk boxing with our very special guest this afternoon. It is the WBC interim lightweight champion, uh, Devon Haney. Devon, a very warm welcome uh, to you to Sky Sports News uh, this afternoon. Glad you made it, actually, because you tweeted on Monday, didn't you? You're on your way to <laughs> London and you unpacked your bags. You know what's crazy? Everyone has been, like, asking me about, about that tweet. I didn't think everyone was, was going to, like... I thought it was, that tweet was just going to blow over. But everyone has been asking me about that tweet, like, what did I pack? What did I, how did I do? And I really didn't pack that much, actually, to be honest with you. I got, I got home probably an hour after that tweet. And so I had two hours. Um, so I packed a little bit, just took a shower and stuff like that. And uh, all I did was I just packed a lot of cash. That's it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you remembered everything. You didn't forget anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forgot a lot of stuff. <laughs> like I said, I packed a lot of cash, and so uh, I'm ready to, to do some shopping. Mm. Well, you're in a good place to do that. Yeah, um, yeah, let's get down to business then and go back um, to Madison Square Gardens. What a fight that was. It only took you, was it four rounds to beat rounds, your opponent? Yeah. Looked very impressive from the outside. How did it feel to you? Uh, it felt great. Um, I went in there, I, I, as the fight was just getting started, I was getting, I was getting warmed up. Um, the fight was ended, but... Um, I'm happy with the performance, I'm happy with the victory. I trained hard, I had a great training camp, and uh, I came out victorious. Yeah, we're looking at some of the pictures from that victory, and uh, look, some, Devon, are calling you the, the new Mayweather. It's, it's, it's quite a, an accolade, but yeah. how, how do you feel about that comparison? Uh, it's, it's great, you know, to be, be compared to a, a living legend, someone, you know, the, the face of boxing. So uh, that's a blessing, but, um, you know, uh, I want to I wanna go on my own, my own road. You know, I want to be the first Devin Haney, and, um, yeah. But can you me ask, what, what motivates you? What's your, your big motivator to, to train so hard for this? Um, boxing is something, something that I love to do, so it's really not like a job, job to me. And, uh, and the end of the, at the end, you know, when my career is over, you know, 10, 15 years from now, uh, I want my name to be mentioned with the greats. I want, I want my name to go in the history books, and, yeah. Mm. Uh, that win, the fight that we just saw there after the four rounds, means that you became the mandatory challenger to Vasily Lomachenko, uh, as we know, the WBC, WBA and WBO uh, lightweight champion. You called him out after the fight. Do you think we're going to get to see that fight soon? Oh, who knows? Um, 
it's so much, you know, politics in the sport of boxing. And, you know, Lomachenko is, did say before that he was going to go get the IBF belt. And so it, if he gets the IBF belt, uh, he said he was going to drop down and wait. But in boxing, things change every day. So uh, we never know, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully the fight it happens. It does change every day, doesn't yeah. it? So yeah. is, does that distract you and, and take you off your path when you've got uh, something in mind and the focus? Uh, you know, a, a little bit because at one time I was supposed to be fighting Luke Campbell and then the fight, you know, fell out because Lomachenko decided that he wanted to fight for the WBC title and then they end up fighting whatever, whatever, whatever. But, you know, it's boxing. You got to love it. You know, um, it comes with the territory. You know, uh, I respect that. And you mentioned the Luke Campbell fight. We saw Lomachenko uh, beat Luke Campbell uh, last month on Sky Sports. Watching that fight, I mean, you, if you had a message for Vasily Lomachenko now in terms of what you'll bring to the table in a fight like that, was there something you saw there and you were watching that thinking, I, I could take him out? Yeah, um, I definitely saw some flaws in this game, but I try not to judge somebody off of, you know, one performance because, like, on on any given night, we can, we can have a bad night. We're human, you know, um... Just like LeBron, Le LeBron James, Steph Curry, you know, Kevin Durant, they can all go have a bad night and then the next game go for 40. So, you know, uh, I, I understand that. And uh, I just feel like, you know, he, he, he didn't dominate like, like, like everyone thought he, thought he would. What, what flaws do you think that, that are there? You mentioned you saw some flaws. I mean, I just, I just saw him getting hit, you know, with, with, with a few things and uh, things I can capitalize on. Who knows? Because that fight can happen, you know, uh, any day. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. You okay. mentioned any day. Um, what about November the 9th? After your last fight, you said that you were likely to fight a a again then. Yes. Uh, right now, we're just finalizing an opponent. But uh, November 9th uh, is a date when you'll see me back in the ring. So, so where are you at now in terms of, of training and waiting to, to confirm the next fight and things? How do you keep focused? Um, actually, you know, I literally just fought, what is it, a week ago, so I'm just having some downtime right now, you know, letting my body recover. Um, while, while I'm here in the UK, I am going to get some sparring here and do some, some, uh, uh, a media workout, but as of right now, you know, I'm just, uh, letting my body just heal up. It's, I had a hard training camp. Yeah, I was going to say, you had a hard training camp, and yet you're only 20 years old, and, and so you've got there's so much to come, haven't you, in the years ahead? Um, and uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you is, is you talk about the, the media and the workouts and the combination of training camps. How do you find the balance of that? You need downtime as well, right? But every, every, yeah. every sportsman is different. See, re recovery is just imp as important as working. You know, people, they understand that, and that's why they, they o overwork. A, a lot of... A lot of boxers overwork and you know because they don't understand a part of recovery so uh as of now you know i'm just doing a lot of recovery getting massages doing ice baths and and doing stuff like that yeah what does downtime look like for you just switch off what does that look like uh actually a vacation i had i had a vacation planned but um then i decided you know what i want to i want to go to the uk i want to you know go meet a lot of my fans and and and, and have some downtime there and uh this is my downtime yeah, wow. Shopping in London. Shopping, Shopping in, in London. London, you know. In this uh, part talking, weather. Talking to the press, you know, uh, meeting some of my fans. This is the fun part. Listen, I know you're here till Sunday, right? So you, any highlights coming up that you're looking forward to? You've got a few days in, in the UK. Yeah, uh, like I said, tomorrow I'll be sparring. I got a media workout coming yeah. up. Uh, I, I got a busy schedule. Uh, you know, everyone just stay tuned on my social media and you, you'll see.
looking forward to it. And look, we apologise as well for the rain. It's been tipping no, it down, hasn't it, since you came in? No, it's, it's okay. Uh, this rain is something that I'm used to coming from San Francisco. Uh, it's, it's, it's okay. I'm just happy to be here. Great. Well, it's, it's great to have you. And thanks very much as well for, uh, for coming on Sky Sports News. And we wish you best, Thank very you. well for the future. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm joined by the Benz. Yeah. Connor and Harley, how are you guys? All good, yourself? All good, all good. All good, all good, listen. How does this make you feel? Start with you, Connor. Um, it's crazy. I, mean, I still can't believe it's actually happening. I mean, I've made my peace in saying what I'm about to say to my dad. Like, obviously, I'd rather him sitting at home um, enjoying boxing through me. Uh, but a man's got to do what a man's got to do. My dad's been training hard for this, and um, it's, it's worrying for me because I know what it's like getting in the ring. If you asked me before I turned pro, I'd have been like, go for it, dad, yeah, you know. But it's not, I know the risks of getting in the ring, do you know what I mean? So it's. Um, Nothing funny about it. There's nothing uh, I'd rather him not be in there. But a man's got to do what a man's got to do, and I, and I respect that he needs closure for himself. He's in the best condition. He could be in any uh, any better condition or fitter shape. So I'm going to back him, support him, and well, he's a living legend, Nigel Ben. What, what can I say? So let's just kind of put some facts out there. This will take place on the 23rd of November in Birmingham. Uh, it's not licensed by the British Board, it's uh, licensed by Bieber. Uh, we're going to obviously find out a little bit later about exactly your dad's kind of struggles to get this licensed by the board, which obviously didn't happen, but um, it, it is happening. It's quite adaptively named uh, One More Fight for Closure. Harley, what are your thoughts about it? I think, yeah, as Connor said, if I wasn't a boxer myself, I probably would have gone, yeah, straight away, go for it. And I am still like that at the minute. He's He's fitter than a lot of people that have their professional license and are active at the minute anyway. Um, yeah, probably rather our dad not boxing, but like I said, man's got to do what he's got to do. He's got the fire in the belly still. He's fit as you like, so why not? If he wants to do that to close it for himself, why not? I'm backing him 100%. Mm. You, you can see why people would be against this though, Connor. Of course, but I've heard that they're in uh, brain surgeons, they're ringside, brain scanners, they, you know, they're taking all these um, safety precautions. So I've said to my dad's agent, like, listen, this ain't no joke, do you know what I mean? You have the best of the best there, ready. Just in case, you know what I mean? Because you never know. So it's, um, it's one of those things um, when you hear, hear about all these things that go on. You know, when I'm here that they're having the brain surgeons there, they're having this there, they're having that there. It sort of brings me peace of mind. And when I see how hard my dad's training and that, it's sort of like, okay, he's taking it, he's, he's taking it seriously. Um, it's just madness. It's not madness. You know, he's 55, it's crazy. But it's, it's not like he's just hunting up the gloves and never stepped foot in the gym after retirement. He was in the gym grafting, like, He's been grafting for the past 23 years, training twice, three times a day. So, as I said, he's, he's still had that hunger, still had that desire. I think I relit something in him when I turned pro and he walked me out. I think that's when it really was like, 
fancy a bit of this because boxing's changed since back then and I think that really made him like yeah I fancy a bit of this again and you got to remember he wasn't living he, he was saying himself he, he didn't live the life he wanted to live uh, when he was fighting he had a lot going on when he had his last three fights and I think he owes it to himself to closure he don't want to be 78 years old and going I wish I gave it a try and never did but you know like your dad's had a career that only the majority of the boxing world could ever dream of and what has he actually said to you about why he needs that closure because he feels like he spent too much of his career doing all the wrong things such as burning the candle at both ends from women to drugs to partying whereas what he's been lit a clean life for 22 23 years and he feels like he's fitting up than he's ever been which i probably believe i think the only thing against him is his age mm. apart from that he's incredibly fit he can half dig and still you know as i say the power is the last thing to go i think the only thing that is concerning in his age but he says he's nigel benjamin button ben <laughs> that's his line that's, that's his line. line that's his line but harley obviously up until the 23rd uh, which is in a couple of months time people are going to kind of have their opinion about i mean we saw frank warren the other day saying that you know kind of urging your dad not to do it and i think a lot of people in boxing could have that opinion but ultimately is his own man and if that's what he wants to do that's what he wants to do yeah listen everyone is going to have their opinion about everything always like no matter what it is people have had their opinion on me people have had their opinion on connor people have, are having their opinion on this people's opinions i think you know what i think people's opinions are very relevant when it comes to to, to what we're talking about here because yeah of course i, I don't know if it's being done before his age isn't on his side but the clean lifestyle now the fitness the health that he has is on his side so I think people need to just let it be do you know what I mean I know people are gonna have their say and uh, of course but I th I, listen the man wants to do it he's a Ben he's got the fire in his belly to fight why not in the, in the lead-up to obviously this being announced today at any point does your dad come and kind of speak to you guys about what you think and whether you think he should be doing it or does he will he do it regardless of whether you want him to do it or not he did, he did it regardless of whether we wanted him to do it or not yeah. completely so what am i going to say i'm not supporting this i'm not so i bet my dad in anything he wants to do yeah. is he selfish a little bit but listen you know in this sport you've got to be selfish so let him do what he's got to do, do you know what i mean Pete, he ain't fighting for money he ain't fighting for fame he ain't yeah he he's fighting for himself and, if I, and what makes it even more, more sincere is he's doing it for himself, which is very selfish again. But, you know, it's not about money. He's got his nice, massive, massive gaff in Australia. He's got his, he don't need no fame. He's a legend. And still to this day, he can't walk down the streets, um, you know, about getting press. I mean, that's the way he moved to Australia, to get out of all this. But it ain't for the fame, clearly. So... It's for himself, and that's why I think, do you know what? This really is for himself. You do what you've got to do, and I just pray to God that they all, it, it's God's will. Mark Peters there with the voice. Um, are, are, you, yeah. are you convinced that this will be just the one fight, yeah? 100%. Yeah. The fact that it's Sakyo Bika is another story in itself, because he only fought a year and a half ago, and looks all right. So, but my dad's in some condition, you'll see. Like, I see him training in the gym every day. Well, wait till you have a, have a look at him. He's, um, he's fit. 
very thick. Mm. All right, well, this press conference is about to start, so Harley Connor, thank you very much for your time, and uh, we'll catch up with you about. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We've got, got some talking to do. We've got some talking to do as well, no Harley. Problem. All right, top man. Cheers, mate, thank you. The opportunity arose for him to close the show, and he did it in emphatic style. Whatever he hits, falls. Andy Ruiz, right, AJ. You know, we can't talk heavyweights without talking yeah. about those guys. Was that the typical AJ in that ring that day? Or, like, the rumors about maybe him having a panic attack or he wasn't himself, jitters, whatever it may be? What I will say is this. If you're having panic attacks or jitters or cold feet about getting into a fight with somebody, then you're in the wrong game. Well, he, he cleared the rumors and say it, it wasn't true. He, he did say that, yeah, right. but I was watching it in Vegas. I was training for my fight, and I seen him walk into the ring, and he had no sweat on him. And it's a, it's an old cliche in boxing. You've got to warm up. It's called being caught cold. Mm -hmm. So you're more susceptible to being hurt and knocked out if you're not properly warm and wet. You see these fights, they come out the back of the room and they're all soaking wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know he's got a good sweat on, he's warm, he's ready for his fight. AJ walked out with his bone dry, I said straight away. I said, he's cold, he can get caught cold. And then the more I was watching it, it was like he was phased by the lights and he was looking around the arena. And it shouldn't be because Madison Square Garden is a quarter the size of Wembley Football Stadium. Correct. So, But it is the world's most famous arena. It is. But he should have been used to the crowds, and he was looking around, he was like a rabbit caught in the headlights. And I said, he's getting knocked out. I said, 100% he's getting knocked out. There was about 10 or 15 of us watching it in, in, a, in a house in Las Vegas. It was a fact of, he just did not want to be there on the day, on the night, rather. Let's say AJ gets his mind together now. How do you predict a second fight in Saudi Arabia? Same again, exactly, Same even up. with his mind straight, because his mind wasn't the problem. The problem was he's met his bogeyman in Andy Ruiz Jr. The thing is with AJ, he can't change his style. He's a brute force, great at what he does, he's powerful, he's strong, he's got he's got a good, good boxing IQ and that, but he can't come out on his toes. He ain't going to come out like Muhammad Ali, flicking the jab and moving around. Moving or like head. Tyson Fury. Yeah, because he knows one style, and that's that classic walking forward, typical European style, right. um, and he's looking to lift heavyweights in the gym and, and transfer that into a boxing fight. This is not possible because he's met a guy on two weeks' notice, by right. the way, yeah? One looks like an Adonis and one looks like a pizza delivery guy. <laughs> on paper, it's a mismatch. It's like, right. oh, this guy's getting knocked out. Everyone in the place was like, oh, he's getting knocked out within the first four. I bet you anything. I bet you anything he gets knocked out. Right. So I said, this guy can fight. He's had 110 amateur fights right. and won 105 of them. He's lost a split decision for a world title. After the fight, AJ, you were gracious in your post. You posted something like, you can come back from this, just something positive. Yeah. But then you flip right around and yeah. then attack them. Is that a strategy or? Yeah, that's like not kicking him on while he's down, but giving him a couple of days to recover and then kicking him. <laughs> and then kick him back down. Yeah. It was what it was. He didn't look he was like he was unhappy with the loss. Right. Losing is not how you lose, but it's how you come back from a loss and what you do. Right. And that's how true champions are made. Look, Muhammad Ali lost fights, Mike Tyson, Holyfield, Sugar Ray Leonard, Marvin Hagler, the greatest fighters of our generation have all lost. It doesn't define a person, but in today's day and age, right. it does. It's like, oh my God, this guy can't fight anymore, he's rubbish. Wouldn't you like to see that comeback story? I'd love to see that comeback story because, let's face it, the bigger fight for me would be Joshua right. rather okay. than Ruiz. But if Ruiz wins again, which I think he will because I'll explain why, 
it wasn't like he landed some lucky punch like yeah. um, Hassi Brackman did against right. Lennox Lewis right. that time. Yes. Lewis went back immediate rematch and knocked him out. This guy was giving him a beatdown. I thought he lost every single round right. of the seven rounds that he was lasting. Ruiz has quicker hands than him. And what happened with Joshua is he got mixed up with two styles. One minute he had his hands up like this, yeah. next minute he had one arm down. Yeah, right. yeah. To yeah. do that Philly shell defence, right. like one arm there, one arm there, right. that takes a lot of time and, and practice right. in the ring, like yeah, yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Not just like, oh, I'm just going to do this because it looks good. Yeah. <laughs> I just see the same thing again. Not unless he can catch him early. What's your take on um, Andy Ruiz? I mean, you said that you want to make him spear marshmallows. Yeah. <laughs> but he says that he calls your lineal title imaginary. You think that kind of like degrades boxing? A lot of these guys in the division today, they have no clue about boxing. They just, they fight for money and they fight because they want to be boxers, but they don't study the game. Okay. And for a statement like that, he obviously doesn't know about boxing because Anyone can be a world champion if you're good enough. There's been plenty of world champions out of every era, but there's only one lineal champion in each weight category of that time, right. going back hundreds of years. When I beat Klitschko, I became lineal champion, and you can only lose a lineal championship by getting beat, or you can retire. Retire, like Lennox Lewis. Like Lennox Lewis did. Right. And that's it, you're finished. Someone right. else has to fight for it. Vladimir didn't just become lineal champion through having a few fights. Right. It took him, like, unifying the division. It took him years, years and years, years and years yes. to become the lineal champion after Lewis retired. So they yes. didn't just go, OK, you're the next best dominant heavyweight, we'll give it you. Right, right. He had to earn it. And I beat him and took that off him and added my name to that short list of um, boxing greats. Tired of trying to prove that I'm not tired of it because don't need an alphabetical title to be the number one in the division. And just because you're the lineal champion, it doesn't mean you're the best of your time. What's your take on Dillian White? He said he actually looked up to you, he liked you a lot. Yeah. And then now, all of a sudden, I see you guys going back and forth, and now he's just been popped for a failed drug test, which is not finalised yet. If it's a bad one, then he could end up getting banned for life or maybe a 10-year ban or a 6-year ban or something. I hope that it's, it's not, for his sake and for boxing, because, let's face it, we need, we need viable dance partners in the division. So the more competition we have, the, the better it makes this, this generation of heavyweights. And without the right competition, then no one can be considered great. Right. Was Muhammad Ali the greatest on his own? No. no. He was the greatest them. because he beat great competition of his time. How do you keep the fans happy and stay busy? At the same well, time, you knocked them out. <laughs> yeah, with, with me, it's all about staying busy and active and keeping my mind focused on, on, a, on a goal, a short-term goal. Because if I don't have something in the pipeline, I'm liable to go AWOL again. And that's the last thing I want to do because I never want to go back to them dark places ever again. I think I'm in physically stronger, fitter, ten times more happy than I've ever been in my whole career now. And I think people are going to see the best of Tyson Fury now because my whole career has always been a weight loss program. It's never been about boxing. Even before the Klitschko flight, I lost 120 pounds and then fought Klitschko. Like I had 16 week training camp and it was all about losing weight. <laughs> and then I lost like I lost 120 something pounds for the Klitschko fight, went in there and beat Klitschko after losing that weight. And then we all saw what happens after losing 147, going over there and putting a performance against Wilder. And, and it wasn't so much the boxing skill or anything that makes me better than everybody else, but it's the will to, the will win. to win. So I want to keep busy and you know, we tried a lot of um, names that people would recognize. All the names that people may want, 
are not available. Not available. And, and I'm not the type of man who's going to fight someone who's had like five knockout losses or right, right. or people are familiar with him getting chinned. Right. Because there, there was talk of Charles Martin, the right. former world champion, IBF right. world champion. Right. But when you fight somebody who one of your rivals has already knocked out in two right. rounds... What does that do for you? So it doesn't do anything for me right. because as soon as they say, oh, that's a terrible fight, Joshua knocked him out in two rounds. Right. right. So if Tyson doesn't knock him out in a round or two rounds... Then, then it looks bad. And it's a terrible fight. At you, least your terrible. next opponent is undefeated. So right? I go for the undefeated, highly ranked opponents, and it is a risk because we don't know how good these fighters are. No. And every fighter who's unbeaten and, and highly ranked like these guys are, they could be the next best thing. They just right. haven't had the opportunity to prove it yet. And you're giving them the opportunity. And I'm giving them an opportunity, highly ranked, undefeated guys who haven't had that opportunity to prove a world level. Who was Andy Ruiz Jr. Uh, right. this time last year? Right. Good point. Exactly. Nobody. Great Good point. Um, who was Tyson Fury before he beat Klitschko? Right. I was just some 24-0 guy right. who had a big mouth who right. thought he could do climb mountains. You never know what you're going to get. You never know, but have they boxed at this level before? No. Have they ever fought someone like me before? No. no. Have they ever had the, as much media attention or the media commitments that they'll have to do? No. Mm -hmm. And if you've not had that experience, 50% of them will fold before. at that. This next opponent, you should get past them, right? I mean, that's what's expected of you. Potential banana skin, 6'6", six, six, southpaw. Right, undefeated. undefeated. Should you get past him, how likely is it for the rematch that everybody wants to see happen. A million percent. Mm. Because not Even unless, with the networks, you know, even with like the Cold networks, War. the contract has been signed. I've signed and Wilder signed. Wow. So I signed after the Tom Schwartz fight. Oh, wow. But the only reason this fight wouldn't happen is if Ruiz beats Joshua and Al Heyman decides to put Wilder and oh, Ruiz yes. together, being from the same stable, unification for all the belts. Right. I but would I would still have his name on a contract, so okay. he can't do that without consulting me first. So what if your prediction is wrong and AJ comes back from this loss and wins big against Ruiz? How does that shape the heavyweight division? It doesn't because I've still got Wilder's name on a contract and he can't go anywhere because I've got it sewn up. So you have to see Wilder he first? Has, he has to come through me first, yeah, if he's going to go visit anybody else. What else do you want to accomplish? Do you know what? I just take it fight by fight, day by day, because the only thing that I really concern about is just to be happy. I don't box for titles or belts or, right. or for money or for fame or glory. That's all finished. That's all been accomplished. I've won every single belt there is to win in boxing. And I've done everything that I ever dreamed of and more. I only box for happiness because it brings me happiness. Let's see how you feel about a few other fighters that are in the sport today. <laughs> Rapid fire names, boxer just describing one word, Floyd Mayweather. Money man. Dillian White. Nearly man. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Tyson. Baddest man on the planet. Anthony Joshua. Bodybuilder. Canelo. Mexican legend. David Price. Big stiff plumber from Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Conor McGregor. Notorious. Andy Ruiz Jr. Snickers. That's good. That Deontay good. Wilder. Pussy. <laughs> Damn. Lennox Lewis. A good opinion of Lennox. Whatever's true for the lion. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> we got to talk about some, some Tyson talk, man. Some slogans, words that we don't know what the F they mean, right? And I guess it's because of where you come from. You know, right. you're from Manchester. Well, if you don't know what DOSA means and you want to know, yeah. Go on Urban Dictionary right. and type in DOSA and see what comes up. Well, what did Deontay Wilder say that meant? Deontay Wilder said that was a, a person that didn't have a job. Is that true? Nope. 
If you want to know what it means, anybody does, Urban Dictionary it, put in DOSA and it'll come on. Right. Should we do it right now on, on air? Yeah, yeah, yeah well, let's, let's, do let's do it. Let's do it. This let's is do it. unbelievable. We're not allowed to have phones. Uh, yeah. Our producer, yeah, she loves our right. phones. She checks my messages while we... I'll while take the blame. We doing Google here or what? <laughs> going to Google it. All right. Just so you know, I'm not trying to fix anything. Let's see this right here. You just went to TysonFury.com. <laughs> Oh, okay. Found it? Yeah. Oh, oh my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There you go. You read it out. Okay. Dasser, an American professional. What? Go on. What? This is this an is American legit. professional boxer who has held the WBC heavyweight title since 2015, and in doing so, became the first American world heavyweight champion in nine years. He was gifted a draw against Tyson Fury in a match with. You wrote this. <laughs> I, I didn't write it, honestly. <laughs> The king's going, I did not write oh, that. Watch wow. it. Gifted a draw against Tyson Fury in a match. Wait, wait, wait. Where Dosser. did you guys find this from? Was this Google? Google, yeah. And then the third one of a Dosser is. It's not Google, that's Google. No, read it. Read that one. Let me see. Dosser. A, a useless, mismanaged WBC. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, he just set up something no, out there. No, he just did. This is this is the he, meaning he, of he, a dosser. No, no, honestly, he just, no. He, wait, 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 wait. This he, is a. Can't read whose, whose phone is this? He owns UrbanDictionary.com. Oh, this is Google though. Yeah, it's Google. This is legit. You sent this to Google. <laughs> no, I tell you where all these words came from, yeah, because. My father, he hates it when I swear, and I had a, a horrible habit of keep swearing all the time, especially in interviews. Right. So he said, stop swearing. Mm -hmm. He said, you need to stop. So I started using all these other words, yeah? Like wooden top? Yeah, like all, all not swearing words. Right. So I got used to not swearing, and I used these words and quite made them famous. That Dossa one is quite famous now, though. Everybody's saying it. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not like a regular English word that everybody says? No. You made this up? Yeah. Oh, shoot. You've become a fashionable, uh, I guess, athlete, so to speak. So you want your opinion on some of these other fighters' fashion choices. <laughs> Andy Ruiz. He looks very smart, sophisticated. Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder's got that um, little something-something going on anywhere he dresses. I think he's got good, good dress sense, really. Good Deontay Wilder. This is our boy Canelo. Be easy. Yeah, be easy. Be easy. No, I think it's actually, but it's not pajamas he's wearing. <laughs> I think I'm, I don't even know. He has sneakers on, so I think he was out and about in this. Oh, listen, I'd probably wear something like that. So the outfit probably costs about 20000 That's your boy. He, look, he looks like he's out yachting somewhere. But you can't go wrong with uh, white, white linen, can oh, you? You can't oh, go wrong with white linen, no. Absolutely this is, not. This is Caleb Plant, Junior Middleweight. Bad dresser. Bad dresser. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't going to like that, because he takes pride in Charlo. high dresses. Jamel Charlo. He looks very 80s. Danny Jacobs. Yeah, he looks like an English gent, doesn't he? Ryan Garcia. He looks like... Um, doesn't this look like an R&B cover right here? <laughs> yeah, he looks like uh, he could be a TV reality star. Devin Haney. Smart. It's the new style. This is the new, new style, style with the high water. He's waiting for the floods to come. And who's oh, that guy? This guy right here. <laughs> That's one badass dress man. <laughs> if you do so, say... Because I'm smoking. Say so yourself. What about this guy? Sexy. <laughs> they picked the worst outfit for me. Colorful. <laughs> Colorful. All right. I thought he was going to do me dirty. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh, man. Last question. When this is all said and done, what are they going to say about Tyson Fury? How did he move like that? <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Gypsy King, Tyson Fury.
Hello, welcome to this week's hashtag Toe to Toe. I'm delighted to say we're joined by Andy Clark, as usual, and a very special guest from over the States, um, Devin Haney. Really good to see you, fresh from your impressive stoppage win over Zor Abdullayev. How are you feeling? When, when did you get here? Uh, I just got here yesterday. Um, I'm happy to be here. Um, this, is my, this is my second time here in the UK, so uh, it feels good to be back. I'm growing this time, so it's a lot better. How long are you over here for? Uh, until Sunday, so like, almost a week. Oh, almost a week. There's a lot you can get crammed into over here. Um, I just said there, the impressive stoppage win for you um, the other week. How, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling Talk great. Talk us through the fight. Yeah, uh, I'm feeling great. Um, going into the fight, I had a hard training camp. I was prepared for whatever Abdullah had, uh, to whatever he brought to the table. Uh, I went in there. Um, I was just really, honestly, just starting to warm up. Um, but uh, right when I was starting to warm up, the fight ended. Um, he had a bro broken order. I don't know how to say order. Or orbital. Or orbital. Yeah, orbital. Orbital. Yeah, yeah. orbital. Orbital. And yeah. He didn't seem to get out of sort of second gear. It seemed yeah. quite easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was. It was. It, it was an impressive performance again because I know that the the people who back Abdulayev, um, I know somebody who was close to making the deal for that fight, and he's got the Titovs of Russia behind him, which is a Russian copper company who are worth billions of dollars. And they fancied him, they, they believe in him. Yeah, and they thought he saying, could. Yeah. they thought he could beat you. Yeah. And I commentated on the fight and I think he was just a little bit shocked, maybe, at how yeah. hard you hit, because yeah. that, that's serious damage. I mean, could you, did you have any idea that, that he was in that much trouble? Because when he went back to the corner in between rounds, I was quite surprised when he didn't come back out. Mm. Yeah, uh, I honestly, I didn't think that the fight would, like, would be over. I didn't like know that the punch did that or anything like that. I thought that, you know, I was ready to come out for the next round and, you know, to, to start picking it up more and more and more. But right when it happened, the fight was over. Well, you've made no secret, have you? The man who you want is Lomachenko. We all know about that. Um, lots of tweets coming in for you. Let's get into this one. It makes sense. Jake Murphy says, uh, Lomachenko has fought technical boxers, big punchers, tall fighters, short fighters. Uh, what does Devin Haney, what do you bring that he hasn't seen before? Um, I bring, you know, ring journalship, speed, power, um, a jab. You know, I feel like a lot of the fighters that he fought, you know, a, a, uh, except for Luke Campbell have have like haven't had a jab. Luke Campbell showed you know success by you know just using his jab, and I feel like I'm much faster, I'm much smarter, much more. Um, I'm just an overall better fighter than Luke Campbell. So, and Luke Campbell gave him some problems. So I just feel like you know I'm on a whole nother level, and I have you for my side. Are you fully confident you win that fight? Fully confident. You know uh, I'm willing to fight, uh, take the fight tomorrow if if the fight was offered. I mean that's a big statement. Yeah, I'm it, 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 superstar, Vasily Lomachenko. We saw him hand a couple of weeks ago. I mean, just how impressive he is. Yeah, it is. But I, 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 I like that. I like that. After the fight, calling him Lomachenko and all the rest <laughs> of it. That's great because when you've got a fighter as good as him, you, you don't want everybody just tiptoeing around him in, in awe. Uh, yeah. You know, you want people who, who think they can, they can beat him. It's interesting you pick out the jab because when people think about fighters like him, they almost convince themselves sometimes. I think that I need to think of some. New yeah, some, boxing some, tactic yeah, that no one has ever tried before. Plan, yeah. Exactly, yeah, but it's good basics that's yeah. going to be a good fighter. And uh, I feel like that, that that's what it goes back to, like you said, just you know taking it back to the basics. And uh, I feel like you know um, my speed, my my ring generalship, my ring IQ would 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 be too much. You mentioned Luke Campbell there. Um, Tom wants to know: Are you going to come to the fight in the UK? Uh, fancy Luke Campbell at the O2? Say it again. 
Would you come to the UK to fight? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, would you that's actually what I was just talking to, talking to Eddie Hearn with Eddie right. Hearn about uh, 2020 coming to fight uh, Luke Campbell here in the UK. I think it'll be a massive fight. Um, I think the fans are, are you know, uh, really interested in that fight. They're, they're demanding that fight, and uh, hopefully we can make it happen in 2020. When you watched, I'm assuming you did watch the Lomachenko Campbell mm -hmm. fight. What did you learn from that? Uh, as far as for Campbell. on on Campbell's side, to be honest, I really didn't. I really wasn't watching Luke Campbell. What, going like looking at that fight, I was really more focused on Lomachenko and what like the mistakes that he was making. I really wasn't too sure. I would have to go back and look at it to see really what Luke Campbell mistakes or what what he really did. I felt like he used his jab. He he pretty much was just using basics. He, he used his jab. He used some movement. Um, pretty much it. He threw some good body shots, but that was it. Hayden Campbell, Andy. Is that a fight you'd like to see? 100%. We, we had him in a few weeks ago, just after the fight actually, and, and he said that he'd, he'd welcome that fight because you're mandatory for, for the WBC, which is Lomachenko at the mm -hmm. moment obviously, but as we understand it, he'll get the winner of Comey Lopez and they'll fight for Undisputed. Maybe that would be April, May time, maybe more like June, and, and everybody else will have to wait. And where you are in your career, with the greatest of respect to Antonio Moran and, and Zor Abdullayev, yeah. they weren't on your level. Yeah. So there's no point fighting any more of them. Yeah. You've got to tempt someone in who's who's gonna who's gonna of keep course, you moving yeah. upwards. I think I think Luke Campbell would be, you know, uh, a beautiful name to have on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of putting it. <laughs> um Zach Morgan, will you ever fight Ryan Garcia again? Um, what was the score with the amateurs he wants to know? Uh, the score was three three in the amateurs and of course uh that was another fight me and Eddie was just talking about, you know, m making the fight with uh, me and Ryan Garcia. Hopefully we can make that fight soon. Uh, that, that's a great fight. Um, I feel like I'm on a whole total different level than Ryan Garcia, but the, the, the people are demanding that fight now, and uh, hopefully we can make that fight happen. I think that would be a massive fight as well. So it looks like Devon's going to be a busy man. We've mentioned Garcia, we've mentioned Campbell, even yeah, Lomachenko. Yeah, the, the 135 pound division is, is stacked. Yeah. There's a lot of good fights. It's a lot of good fights. And um, I was talking about moving up to 140, but it's looking like I'm going to have to stay at 135 because it's so many great fights that I, that can happen. Okay, well, on the Javante Davis, um, if, say, he did move up, James wants to know, uh, what tactics would you use against him? Against who? Javante Davis, if he stepped up. Well, me, me and Javante Davis, we have history together. We know we sparred, you know, a few times, so I, uh, I'm, I'm familiar with him. And uh, that's a that's a 135-pound fight that's very possible to make. So uh, I don't want to give it, put out any, you so, know. Uh, that's the thing you sparred yeah, with him. So what yeah. weaknesses did you see? Um, he's a good fighter. I guess say he, he's a good fighter. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, uh, badmouth him because he's he's also a friend of mine and. Um, I think that we that, that that fight will happen soon, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, what do you reckon? No, he's keeping his cards close, he's dressing unsurprisingly. That, that's, that's fair enough, but, but he's right, there's, there's loads of good fights at 135, and that's another one, and as I understand it, he has moved up, because he's gone into number one in the rankings with the WBA, mm -hmm. uh, and the word is that he'll fight Yuri Okaskamboa, who's at number two, maybe that could be a final eliminator, uh, and then he would also be mandatory same as same as you but when you have not that many champions sharing the four belts and then potentially you have you have one and, and, and who would know what that one person certainly where it's be Lomachenko would would then do 
everybody else, like I say, has got to find has got to find other big fights. And I'd love to see that. I'd love to yeah. see that fight. And, and and that's why I want to fight Lomachenko. I don't want to I don't want to fight him because uh, I have a problem with him or I don't like him or I'm just picking at him or anything like that. I'm picking I'm picking him because he has the belt and th that's the fight that's the fight that makes sense. You know. Um, I don't want to do any more fights that really don't make sense. You know, I, I, I want the belts. I'm at the, I'm in the 135-pound division to be a world champion. And before I move up to 140, I want to become world champion. I'm 135. What do you think you've got that other fighters that have tried to beat Levinshaker, what do you think you've got that they haven't? I mean, like I said before, you know, um, what 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 fighters could we really say? He had some names. He fought Rigandau. Rigandau was coming up in weight. When he came up two weight classes, he fought... Uh, Luke Campbell, Luke Campbell, he looked good. Um, uh, no, Luke Campbell was a, was that was a good fight because he was bigger and it was a fight that made sense. But he went in there, he and he lost rounds. He fought Jorge Linares. Jorge Linares dropped him. Um, I just feel like I'm every guy that he beat, I could beat too. You know, it's no guys on there that I feel like I couldn't beat. All right, okay, um, Andy, I know this is going to be one for you in a minute. Um, you've got a strong opinion on this. Paul says you could be on the KSI uh, Logan bill. Is it insulting to be on that undercard? <laughs> what, what's your feeling on that? Yeah, um, I feel like honestly that car is good for boxing because it just brings a whole different crowd, you know, to the sport of boxing. It brings a lot of new fans to the sport of boxing and to to Devin Haney, especially you know the the younger crowd. KSI and Logan Paul have like the more like the younger generation, and I'm young myself, so I feel like you know I. I I can, you know, get a lot of new fans by doing that card. We've actually just been having a conversation, haven't we, about the whole YouTube generation and the social media and how, you know, that, that that's where where it's at right now. That's where all the, the younger yeah. guys. Are, the new millennials, yeah, definitely, user. definitely, it's, it's it's the new thing and, and it's in right now, and. We, I feel like we can't always be stuck in like the the past, and you know we got to be able to elevate and you know bring on new things, and it's it's the new thing right now. What do you think, Andy? Devin's obviously embracing it all. Are you of the same opinion, or do you think it is a little bit insulting? My, firstly, I, I, I accept everything you said there about mm -hmm. you have to embrace a new generation, and, and that's how life is for the likes of you and, and Ryan Garcia. And yeah. I do find it a bit puzzling when people criticise someone like Garcia and saying, "Oh, you're only been signed by Golden Boy because you've got this many Instagram followers," which no, but, is which but, is ridiculous. Which but I, that's honestly, how you that, have that, to build that's, your that's career. Where it's now. all at now. And, and honestly, that's I, part of it. He didn't really. He didn't have those followers until until he signed with Golden Boy. Golden Boy helped him get those followers. They helped, like you know, build him. I, he so. If anything, no, that I, I don't agree with that. that. That side of it is it is important. My my problem with it is it's not these two fighting each other. Not these two being being on TV. They they can fight each other every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Mm -hmm. uh, I just don't think that they should be described or be allowed to turn professional, because yeah. they're not professional standard. Uh, yeah. And they're not professional fighters. Yeah. That's my that's mm -hmm. my only problem yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah. They um, shouldn't be afforded that status because they haven't earned it. You don't feel like they've earned it, yeah? No, of course they haven't. They've done nothing to earn it. But I, can't anyone turn professional? You know, well, here I don't know how it works with the commissions in America, but here you would get assessed by the border control, and you would have to. They would ideally prefer you to have an amateur background. So if you turn pro here, they would have just given you the license straight away because yeah. they wouldn't able to watch you online and they'd, yeah, have, they'd have known your background. I think it's kind of the same in the, in the Yeah, US. I mean, there are fighters who turn pro without any amateur background. Uh, Cello Renders, one I know, you, you won't recognise the name, but he had no amateur background, but he had been in a boxing gym. So they went and they watched him work in the gym, sent an old champion to watch him work, and they, and they passed him. 
But How you know, I'm not. Up, I'm not. Um, uh, that, that's my only. That's my only issue with it is that I, I don't think they should be. They're not professional fighters, we've only as far got as a, I'm concerned. We've only got a couple. I can more. agree with that. I can agree with that. You can go and have a snooze in a minute. Um, <laughs> you're, you're 20 years old, full of confidence, calling out likes of Lomachenko, but. Do you feel a little bit of pressure? I want to know because Joe says, how does it feel to be constantly called the next Mayweather? Do, do you feel like that, that that brings a bit of pressure? Um, or, or are you I'm enjoying I'm, that kind I'm, of... I'm definitely grateful for that. You know, um, he he's a living legend. You know, he's he's one of the... Well, if he's maybe the big... He's the biggest in the sport of boxing. So, um, of course, you know, I'm thankful for that. Um, I'm going my own path. You know, I, I want to be, you know, known as... I want to be the first, you know, Devin Haney. I don't want to, you know... But I'm thankful for that, and uh, I don't feel like it's no pressure um, because I I remember when no one like believed in me, no one you know would talk about me, and I would say, damn, like why why is no one talking about me? Why is no one doing this? And now that the time come, you know I can't you know say that as pressure because this is something that I've always wanted. You've got a lot of strings to your bow. I mean, you're, you're promoting now and involved in a lot of things and side and everything. What, what what is the priority for you? Uh, of course, you know, uh, me becoming world champion, you know, and, and continuing that, you know, I, I want my name to be mentioned in the history books. I want my name to be mentioned with, you know, the greats. So, of course, you know, that's the main thing, you know, is, be, is to, to keep winning, be, become world champion, become multi-weight, uh, multi-weight, multi-division world champion, and, um, you know, keep climbing, you know, the, the, the ranks. Sully says, how do you react when people say you are too flashy? And throw money around. What do you say? <laughs> um, I really don't hear that that often. <laughs> I don't really hear that that often, but um, that's not the case. You know, uh, I'm definitely a, a very you know a gracious person. I, I I give back to the community. Uh, I give back to 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 a lot of people. So they say that, then yeah, that's their opinion. But you know, uh, it's it's not the case. Could you not say someone like Devin? Is, is is like a breath of fresh air, really, for the sport. It's good to have different characters, yeah, different definitely, personalities. Definitely. Yeah, you have, you have to have that, and you have to... And things change. Yeah. And yeah. We've just been talking about social media and, and the tool that is to promote yourself and get your message out there. And sometimes the criticism of that will come from people who are 20, 25 years uh, older than you, my age. Yeah. And everybody needs to update. They need to move, they need to move with the times. And... And and all, all of that is, is it's, it's so useful, it's so important for, for, for boxers to be able to get their, their message out there and, and lift their profile like that. And anyone who doesn't use it is, is an idiot, really. And one thing about me I can say is that I'm not trying to be anybody. I don't want, I don't want to be Floyd, I don't want to be Tyson, I don't want to be anybody. I'm just being Devin Haney and, um, you know... Um, that's it. You that's know. all you can do. That, that's all I can do. You know, some people they they, they come and they want to act like Floyd and they want to take the Floyd role or they want to do be Tyson or they want to be Ali or anything like that. You know, uh, right? I'm I'm just being me and um, that's all. Just just one quick one on Floyd. It's it's interesting. You say they want to be like him, but how crucial was it to see him work at close quarters when you were young because people I know who've been to that gym who've been allowed to stay and watch him train and that's not that many people yeah. because he keeps it very tight but Jim McDonnell who's good friends with Cornelius Bowser Edwards Jim's yeah. a top trainer here he took James DeGale over and he said that once DeGale had seen what Mayweather does in the gym and how hard he works he said from that day on he could tell him to do anything and he would do it because he knew that that was that was the standard. That is definitely the, the, the truth, you know. Uh, Floyd works like no other, and he, that's why he's had so much influence on my career as far as that 
because seeing him work is is unbelievable and especially with how much that he has how much that he has accomplished and to still see him work him at the end of his career he worked like 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 five years before you know he, he always kept up the same pace he never slowed down um it's, it's it's just crazy i'm grateful to to be able to see that and be around it you know i I've, I've seen him spar, I've seen him train, you know, numerous times, so. That's how you be like Floyd, isn't it? That, that's how you that's, get to it, yeah, is you, you gotta do that. That's it. You gotta yeah, do yes, that, definitely, not just, definitely. You follow not just his work car. ethic for sure. Okay, brilliant. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank um, you. You'll be joining us as well on the podcast, as will you, Andy, which don't forget you can download on iTunes later today. See you next week. Sky Sports, feel it all.